Grab your coffee. It's the weekly roll up. David, what are we talking about? The bull market continues. Week two yes. of the crypto bull market. What is pumping and why? This new and improved market section in the weekly roll up where we have the movers of the week. We'll unpack which tokens are moving and why. And sometimes at some point in the market, you'll have to be reminded that sometimes they're just going to move and there's not going to be a why. But there's perhaps a why this week. And also another big win for layer twos on Ethereum. Another centralized exchange is launching another layer two. It's basically table stakes for ex uh, exchanges to have a layer two these days. What else is going on, Ryan? Uh, first of all, I'm glad you, you said centralized exchange because I can't stand, like sex just sex. doesn't work for me. Another sex CEX. launches another layer two. <laughs> it just still doesn't work for me. Uh, also... Last week was speculation, but this week it's official. BlackRock has officially filed their ETH ETF, and not to be outdone, the XRP community tried to meme their own ETF application <laughs> from <works>. BlackRock <laughs> into existence. It didn't work out well. And finally, the base rollup is introducing on-chain perks for people who identify themselves. And okay. also, we have some identity protection, a new privacy protocol coming to Ethereum that we're going to talk about. David, there's always so much we jam-pack in this rollup. And you know what? We also jam pack another feature of Bankless that we don't talk about too much on the podcast, and that is the, the Bankless uh, the Premium feed. The other podcast, the other there's RSS feed. There's another layer to Bankless <laughs> that many of those listening don't even know about. It Most is of you are Bankless. still on the main chain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's another echelon to your Banklessness that you can get to, and that is the Bankless Premium feed. It comes with a subscription to the Bankless citizenship. It's just a whole separate premium feed that we release uh, that has bonus episodes. So after every Monday episode, David and I do a debrief, we call it. We are going to start doing monthly Q&As as well from the Bankless Nation. Uh, so all of this bonus content, it's also ad-free mm -hmm. as well. David, what else can you say about this, this fine you know, second layer, layer two podcast. <laughs> yeah, some people say that after they've listening, been listening to Bankless for forever, they actually don't listen to the Monday podcast. They just- uh, Don't tell them they that. They just <laughs> listen to the debriefs. They're like, eh, the Monday podcast is really long. I'm just going to listen to Ryan and David talk about the podcast. Oh, wow. And so if that's, <laughs> that's your vibe. Uh, also, there's just a Discord where me and Ryan hang out when we are not doing podcasts. I've got my own channel where you can ask me anything. Uh, and this is where we'll be having our town halls and overall where we just hang out during the bull market. So if you want some companionship along the bull market, if you want to just ask some questions or just overall hang out, also this is where we're getting the questions for the Q&A episodes, just come hang out in the Discord. There's a link yeah. in the show notes to get your bankless citizenship. It is your bull market companion package that you need. We should mention, it, it costs money, okay? So this yes. is uh, $16 a month if you commit for a year. But we know you can afford it because it's the bull market. Week two of the bull market. <laughs> All right, David, what are we covering today? Let's talk about the markets first. Bitcoin, what's the price in the week? Bitcoin and ETH actually relatively flat on the week. A lot of the action was further down in the market cap stack. So Bitcoin started the week at 36300 It's actually falling as we are recording this. Uh, yeah, sad. Down 1%. So 36,000 uh, flat is where we are with Bitcoin. Down 1% on the week. Okay, but maintaining those uh, relatively yep. high levels, yeah, which yeah. feels pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tell me about this, the GBDC discount and premium to NAV. What are we looking at? Yeah, so as markets are heating up, I'm going to just be looking at the grayscale discounts or premiums, mostly discounts. Uh, because it's just a sense, it's a kind of a sentiment indicator. It's also an indicator of outside money coming into crypto, and they're mm. using grayscale an inferior product, not, nothing against Grayscale, but simply an inferior product to a spot uh, ETF, which we are going to be getting soon. Uh, and we are watching the GBTC and ETH discounts approach par, where they ought to be. 
they were negative prior during the bear market because everyone outside who's getting access to crypto th- via these mechanisms are like, I don't want crypto, sell. Um, now people are buying. Uh, so the grayscale GBTC discount has gone from like negative 40% back in July to where it is now, what we are looking at, and the punchline I'm trying to finally get to, which is negative 13%. So we are negative 13% on the grayscale discount coming up to zero. We want it to be zero. When this has hits zero, all outside interesting uh, capital that's interested in buying Bitcoin would be motivated to not buy it through this uh, venue, but actually would just buy spot. It'll and spill over. So this spill is kind of absorbing actually like true spot market buy pressure because people yeah. are just buying the grayscale Bitcoin and Ether uh, trust first. But we're getting close. I mean, it was negative like 50%. Now it's negative uh, 13%. Uh, David, do you know with this Bitcoin price ride, who is sitting on $1 billion worth of profits? Whose trade finally paid off? Can you give me a guess here? Who just happens to have, who do you think happens to have so much Bitcoin (laughs) that going up to $36,000 means that they have a billion dollars of paper gains? Who could that be? Who is that? It's it's MicroStrategy. It is MicroStrategy. Currently, they have... $5.7 $5.7 billion of Bitcoin with a cost basis of $4.6 billion. So congratulations, Michael Saylor. You didn't really time your buys in the best possible places in the market. Doesn't matter. He was but, dollar cost averaging in, David. But, but like he, Ryan he followed said, our advice. it was going to work out. <laughs> and it, it finally has. I want to say we have consistently said that, that yep. this is actually yep. a fantastic buy. But yep. uh, David, I don't know if you saw this clip, okay? What kind of uh, crazy person would actually be buying Bitcoin during all of these dips? Let me give you a flavor for Michael Saylor. This is him in a recent podcast, and I just love this clip. I want you to see it. Thing. Uh, but when you go all in on something, I would say that does take conviction. Now, your conviction how, might how be- How many chairs are you sitting on right now? One. <laughs> are you all in on the chair? I am all in on the chair. Like, like the, the point really is you put on one pair of glasses. You've got one pair of, of AirPods right now. You're looking at me through one screen. You're using one microphone. That's a one microphone. Like you trust it? Is that conviction? Seems kind of scary. Why don't you diversify? Why don't you use 10 microphones? The point really is things in your life. Do you drive in 10 cars at the same time or one car at one time? Do you drive down one street? Aren't you afraid that you're driving down one street? Do you take a different way? You know? Look at his face. Look at his face. He's like, I don't know how to respond to this. Oh, my God. Michael Saylor never changed. That that is the guy who has been purchasing this entire time. All right? That is what you call some conviction. analysis right there. (laughs) I actually have two pairs of AirPods, Ryan. Uh, In fact, yeah. I'm I'm not an AirPod maximalist. David, does he feel the way about uh, Bitcoin that you feel about Ether? I don't think so. I, I, th- <laughs> I think it's directionally the same, but he feels something. I'm not feeling what Michael Saylor's feeling. <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt that way about maybe anything uh, the way Michael Saylor feels about Bitcoin. I think that's Those right. are some conviction yeah, purchases, right. and that's what gets you a billion in profits, my friend. Yeah. Okay, that's Bitcoin's story. Tell me about the ETH price. We're looking at the Kraken Pro charts. What is ETH doing on the week? Well, it's going down from the last time I looked at it. So that's sad. We started the week at $2,016. I wrote down to where we ended up at 1973, but we're actually looking at your screen. It's 1960, so down 2%. So currently Man. falling. We started this episode and we called the bull. And now I'm, uh, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. below 2K. I'm this not is, feeling This is what markets bullish. in the bull market can do to you. <laughs> they go back down. That's yeah. not fair. Uh, you, you wanted to show us the ETH right. discount, though. ETH discount, again, it used to be almost at negative 60 
back in July. So negative 60%. So like if you bought one, if you put in $100 into the ETH discount back in July when it has that negative 60, you actually got, what's the math here? Like 1.6-ish. An extra 60%, yeah. Amount on your dollars at par. We are not at par. We are up to negative 15. So there's been a lot of buying pressure on the ETH discount bringing up to negative 15. So that's also approaching par. Yeah, and part of your thesis is that has to be evaporated before Etha really goes up. That's it doesn't have think. to hit zero. It's just like Close, one, once you are approaching like below negative ten to zero, then this differences between grayscale and spot is like less. So like we're yeah. already starting to like it's mostly gone. I want to believe, David. I yeah. want to believe. Okay, how about the ETH Bitcoin ratio? It's flat, flatty down, flatty down, flatty down. Flatty down. And total crypto market caps hanging in at one point. Four four trillion, so yeah. still pretty up. So slightly up on the week because yeah. a lot of price appreciation happened down the market cap stack. People are placing their chips on their the lower cap coins right now. Remember you asked me last week about like what's the uh, market cap of crypto this cycle? Where mm-hmm. well, I asked that question after last week's roll up at crypto Twitter, and here's what mm-hmm. they said: the vast majority, forty two percent of my followers, said six to ten trillion. Okay. Okay, and then second to that was two to five trillion. Okay. Which I mean, we're almost to two to we're almost five trillion right we're now. Those two. guys aren't yeah. bullish. Those are, those are bears. Bears are saying two to five trillion. Yeah, and I, my answer was in the range of ten to fifteen trillion. Apparently, twenty percent think that, and and fourteen percent think yeah. over fifteen trillion. So that's the distribution, yeah. at least uh, according to my Twitter followers. I hope yeah. we don't stop at five trillion, David. That would be lame. That is a bull market for ants. That'd be lame. I'm not interested in that. I mean, I got my takes about the, the, this bull market, but I guess this is now a news show, so I can save my, I can save <laughs> yeah, my takes a for show. a different show. Yeah, no, this is only the facts, okay? No, no takes here. <laughs> no opinions. Um, <laughs> no opinions. Value locked in layer two. That's at 13.64 oh, wow. billion. That's that, healthy. That is up bigly, five, up 5% no. on the seven days. More than wow, that. that we, just, we should just celebrate every time this hits all-time high. And it's oh, all-time so every, highs every yet again week? on the week. That's going really, to be real annoying. Not for us, us only. <laughs> <laughs> just for our listeners. Just for our listeners. <laughs> um, all right. Now, you wanted to show, we've got this new section for the bull market, uh-huh. Movers of the Week. Movers all of right, the Week. I'm going I'm to sort CoinGecko by uh, the seven-day movers. Tell me about them. Yeah. Celestia, Avalanche, and Thorchain. Uh, sorry, Casper, I still don't know where you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> Celestia data. And haven't ca- importantly, haven't cared <laughs> enough haven't to go cared research since it. I last looked. Uh, <laughs> technically, Casper is at number three. Uh, Celestia data availability layer uh, also recently had their airdrop. So congratulations not on all of you non-American listeners who were able to get your airdrop, <laughs> and also congratulations to people who claimed the airdrop and then didn't sell it because it's been up like three x since you claimed it. This, this segment brought to you by the SEC and Gary Gensler. <laughs> uh, I, so the Celestia, like what's the market cap on Celestia right now? Uh, the fully diluted valuation big, is pretty big. Uh, no, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, excuse me. Full market cap is fully diluted. It's uh, 5.7 billy. 5.7 billy. Okay, so low, very low float, but this is typical for very young coins. Um, overall, just a huge... Uh, just like vote of confidence for the multi roll-up, the many, many, many roll-up thesis. Like Celestia, the token, TIA. Know. Really? Yeah. David, like, we're on the seven the day. Only this, is, way- this is a totally narrative trade. Narrative trade. Don't you think? Well, the narrative is roll-ups. That is the ro- There's no other narrative for Celestia other than many, many, many roll-ups come and use Celestia data availability. It does yeah. one thing, which is sell data availability. And who are the one people that buys data availability? It's roll-ups. Okay. 
No, I get it. All I'm saying is it feels like it's a vote of narrative conf- confidence and not necessarily a vote of Bro, it's narrative season, man. It's the bull oh, market. okay. Those are the same <laughs> what, things what now. What market I do you think we're in? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what uh, else we got? Followed up by Avalanche uh, coming back from the dead, plus 71% on the week. That is a big move. Uh, Celestia is at 140% on the week, so I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then Thorchain, uh, like really impressive return by Thorchain, up 63% of the week. Thorchain, and you are doing a bull episode on yes, Thorchain because tomorrow. David, you tweeted out just it's basically an opportunity for uh, some of these uh, communities and some of these uh, other um, mm-hmm. assets to come basically give their their bull take. Yeah. We're airing these Put on, their on best foot forward. Yeah, Eric Forbes yeah. wanted to actually step in and join the bull case for Thorchain. I know he's been yeah. quite bullish on, on right. Thorchain. He's been bullish. Yeah, it, may, it makes sense if you know his history with um, uh, what was his decks shapeshift. Uh, shapeshift, yeah. And I'm going to scroll down a little bit, but I don't have to scroll too far before I see Solana yet again, yeah, yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. been up only and another uh, 37% on, on the, the seven week, day yeah. here. Uh-huh. Um, here's a take that institutional demand is actually one of the drivers for uh, Soul. And you can see that through the Soul Grayscale Trust. So we're talking mm-hmm. about the other Grayscale Trusts. And right. here's a tweet saying the Grayscale Soul Fund is trading at 125 a share. That's a 600% premium uh-huh. to NAV. Holy crap, you have a take about this, I think. I, I do have a take on this. Uh, I First, before I get into my take, I'm going to give Jay, who we had Jay on the podcast for the bull case for Coinbase. I'm going to give yeah. him a bonk. This is the Dogecoin bonk. No. Oh, this is Jay? This is Coinbase Jay, yeah. Analyst? Yeah, the Coinbase and you're analyst. You're bonking him I am, on the head? I am, I'm bonking him. Doge this this bonking is the him? Doge meme of bonking him. He, he gets a bonk. Why does he get a bonk? Okay, so not all grayscale trusts are the same. So what, what are the main differences between like Bitcoin and Ether, Trust, and Grayscale and like all the other ones, which we're about to pull up and talk about? Uh, for uh, Ryan, uh, pop quiz. What is the, what do you think the size is of the Grayscale Ethereum Trust versus the Grayscale Solana Trust? Ooh. In terms okay. of like market cap, assets under management. So I know that the Ether one is big. Mm-hmm. It's definitely in the billions. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go like 2 billion would be my guess for that. Okay. And I know that Solana is a lot smaller okay. and it's, you know, 10% of the market cap of Ethereum. So we'll call that, you know, 200 million. Okay. Uh, Bankless listeners, put everyone consider the numbers, lock them in. The correct answer is the Grayscale ETH E-Trust has 7 billion Ether Ooh. of dollars under management. That's a lot. And the Solana Grayscale Trust has 7 million. Oh my God. 1%? 7, 7 million. Yes. It is It is absolutely tiny and so going back to jay's tweet when he tweets that like the let's see the implied valuation is at 328 dollars per token that's like having a shitcoin market uh shitcoin centralized exchange that's like third rate have almost zero volume on solana an ants could move that like i i could i could move that price (laughs) yeah like the 600 dollar premium to nav uh, is that's just not, it's not real. So like also what a terrible ripoff. Imagine right, paying six X right. on your, also don't uh, buy it. Tokens. Don't buy it. Just buy spot. And so Jay, uh, I'm giving you a bonk for uh, bull posting without <laughs> bull, what, what is bull posting for people who are on Twitter. It's just like posting bullish stuff and you get a ton of engagement. He got a ton of engagement on this tweet, but uh, he gets a bonk. Go. Well, I, I feel engaged. Can we uh, can we look at all the grayscale, uh, the sizes? Okay. So grayscale GPTC trust. How much, mm. how much uh, total holdings? $23 billion, followed by Ether at $6 billion, followed by Ethereum Classic, because uh, Barry Silbert was weirdly an Ethereum Classic bull, at $230 million. Litecoin at one hundred and ten, 
Bitcoin Cash at 72, Zcash at 9 million, oh, Stellar Zcash. Lumens at 8 million, followed by Mana, the Decentraland currency at 8 million, followed by Solana at 7.5 million. You like it's behind the Grace uh, the <laughs> the Decentral uh, what was that that metaverse project, the Mana anyways. 7.5 million. So like you there's no signal I would There's I, a long tail here. It's That's a very long, long tail. tail. Yeah. All right. And but, and sorry uh, Link Marines this also goes for you because Link is at 4.5 million. Okay, so may, maybe maybe Jay uh, feels sufficiently bonked. Um, yeah. I, what's your take on Kathy Wood, though? Here is Kathy Wood talking about Soul. And uh, David, spoiler alert, she's bullish. So yeah. Bitcoin so and Ether, anything beyond that? Well, you know, there are infrastructure players. Uh, Solana uh, is doing a really good job. I mean, if you look at uh, Ether was faster and cheaper than uh, Bitcoin in the day. That's, that's how we got Ether. Uh, Solana is even <laughs> faster and cost-effective than uh, Ether. So, you know, there you are infrastructure issues. plays. Uh, we do <laughs> believe Web3, digital assets, uh, uh, that's, that's a, a big idea, actually. Digital assets with property rights. First time oh, no, ever that's, uh, that's online that we're seeing property rights. Okay, so thoughts. Uh, this is just like Chris Berniski whispering in Kathy's ears. Like, here's, <laughs> here, Kathy, here's how you talk about crypto in the year 2023. Chris hey, Berniski, yeah. he used to work at ARK. He's a big Solana, Solana bull, like loaded yeah. up his Solana bags, been investing in the Solana ecosystem. And then Kathy Wood is going on Squawk Box and she's like, oh, I'm going to talk about crypto. David, what are you Chris, doing? This is, not our take, this is not our takes episode. This is uh this is just the you facts. You asked me my take. You asked me my take. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We did an entire episode talking about why not ETH, and mm. that was actually in the takes episode that we yeah. released earlier this week. But my take is, David, that TLDR is, this reminds me a lot of fall 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a time when everyone was r- rotating into the, the latest right. kind of like chips on the table, crap yeah. table thing, which was DeFi tokens at the time. Uh-huh. And it was DeFi and Bitcoin. This time, it's basically like, uh, Bitcoin and all of the other like tokens that still have communities. It's not DeFi. So it reminds me a lot of fall of 2020. And if it plays out the same way, then ETH is going to have its run up soon. That I, is the hope. Maybe that's some of the cope. <laughs> I, I totally agree. But it was also not just fall. It was also summer and a little bit into spring of 2020. It lasted yeah. for a while. It was yeah, like half it a did. year. It did, I know. So we might be in for a long a one here, uh, at least for those ETH holders that are feeling left behind. Yeah. Uh, David, here's something boring for you, David. Uh, CPI, it hit a two-year low, okay? So oh. that's what we're talking about macros. But the reason I think that's relevant is because um, this was the smallest increase since September 2021. And the big question on everyone's mind is, is the Fed going to continue to raise rates or is it going to hold steady or is it going to cut? When inflation is down, it is more likely to hold steady or to cut so that seems to be the trajectory in macro markets these days. I think that's good. We want we want that, right? Yeah, we I do. Mean, I think we want that. I mean, if inflation down and yep. uh, Fed pivot up. Right, I mean, that's right, good. Right, that's right, good right. for yeah, crypto. That's like going to sure. be the biggest bullish catalyst <laughs> that I can think of if the, we do have this bull market. Yeah, um, it's going to do things like this. When the Fed pivots, we're going to get more of this stuff. Which is this is a tweet from Will Clemente, who's a on chain, just like on chain wizard, I'd say. And he tweets out for the first time in 1.5 years, the 90 day change in stablecoin supply just flipped positive. We have more stablecoins today than we did 90 days ago. What is stablecoin supply as an indicator for crypto? Liquidity, more stablecoins, more liquidity, more liquidity, number goes up. That's how you do math. Yeah, actually, 
in all of the things that we've talked about so far, this is the, the biggest fundamental bull market. Like we were right. talking about the narrative market. This is actually a fundamental. Yeah. When stablecoin liquidity goes up, I get much more bullish. Yes. And this is a very good sign yeah. of uh, good things to come for crypto for sure. What do we got next? Coming up next, a new exchange gets a new layer two. Every centralized exchange making layer twos these days. I, I declare layer twos are now table stakes, but who is it? And after that, we're going to talk about how blockchain data was used in Congress to fact check Elizabeth Warren. I love these words. And then also how XRP tried to meme an ETF into existence. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure out if that worked out for them, but we'll get to all of that and more. But first, a moment to talk about these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible, especially Kraken, our preferred exchange for 2023 and 2024 next year as well. Hey. So if you do not have an account with Kraken, consider clicking the link in the show notes to get started with Kraken today. Kraken knows crypto. Kraken's been in the crypto game for over a decade. And as one of the largest and most trusted exchanges in the industry, Kraken is on the journey with all of us to see what crypto can be. Human history is a story of progress. It's part of us, hardwired. We're designed to seek change everywhere, to improve, to strive. And if anything can be improved, why not finance? Crypto is a financial system designed with the modern world in mind. Instant, permissionless, and 24-7. It's not perfect, and nothing ever will be perfect. But crypto is a world-changing technology at a time when the world needs it the most. That's the Kraken mission, to accelerate the global adoption of cryptocurrency so that you and the rest of the world can achieve financial freedom and inclusion. Head on over to kraken.com bankless to see what crypto can be. Not investment advice, crypto trading involves risk of loss. Cryptocurrency services are provided to U.S. and U.S. territory customers by Payward Ventures, Inc., PVI, doing business as Kraken. Celo is the mobile-first, EVM-compatible, carbon-negative blockchain built for the real world. And now, something big is happening. Introducing the Celo Layer 2. It's a game-changing proposal that's going to bring Celo's rapidly growing ecosystem home to Ethereum. Vitalik has shared his excitement for the Celo Layer 2 on the Celo Forum. So has Ben Jones from Optimism. But why? The Celo Layer 2 will bring huge advantages like a decentralized sequencer, off-chain data availability, and one-block finality. What does all that mean? Rock-solid security, a trustless bridge to Ethereum, and more real-world use cases for Ethereum without compromise. And real-world adoption is happening. Happening. Active addresses on Celo have grown over 500% in the last six months. With the Celo Layer 2, gas fees will stay low and you can even pay for gas using ERC20 tokens. But Celo is a community-governed protocol. This means that Celo needs you to weigh in and make your voice heard. Join the conversation in the Celo forum. Follow at Celo.org on Twitter and visit Celo.org to shape the future of Ethereum. Introducing GMX, the deepest on-chain futures market to trade Bitcoin, Ethereum, and leading altcoins. GMX is a permissionless, decentralized exchange that offers perpetual futures and spot trading, lightning-fast trade execution and competitive pricing with the security and self-custody of a decentralized exchange. GMX is live now with V2, bringing new optimizations to on-chain leverage trading. And even more than an improved trading experience, GMX will reward you for just participating. All GMX users can easily set up a a referral link and with 12 million dollars of arbitrum grants being distributed as incentives and over 150 billion dollars in trading volume today all settled on chain gmx is leading the charge in terms of opportunities for DeFi liquidity providers the future is on chain with your wallets with your trades and with your money in your own hands try it out now at app.gmx.io you know that rumor last week of blackrock filing the spot ethereum etf david yeah, the rumor, it came out right before we started recording last week, and we, it, was, yeah. it was it was buzzer beater. To we get went out a limb, on a yeah. limb, and yeah. we said, you know what, this is probably going to happen, yeah. you know, Coin, yeah, yeah. Cointelegraph style, we just, uh -huh. you know, it took that risk. Well, uh, today, as of Thursday, the 16th, BlackRock actually filed the official spot Ethereum ETF with the SEC. 
It's not a false alarm. It's not a bankless snafu. This is now a fact. So BlackRock has the Bitcoin ETF filing, and now it has the Ethereum ETF filing. And that, my friend, is very bullish. Has anyone informed the ETH price of this? <laughs> I'd I like, a, like to file a complaint with would, the, uh, the crypto manager. Yeah, <laughs> right. Someone tell Ether that it's getting a spot ETF. All right. Well, you know what? Not to be outdone, the XRP community was, was hoping for their own uh, spot XRP ETF, at least on the back of this. This is uh, from Whalewire, an account on Twitter. Justin, BlackRock has officially filed for a new iShares XRP trust entity. XRP, of course, the token behind Ripple. And here it is. This looks okay. like a valid screenshot, looks, David. Looks super legit. From the beautiful state of uh, Delaware. It looks like I, a government filing. But I there was only it. one problem. <laughs> what was the problem with this particular filing? It wasn't real. <laughs> okay. Whether or not this particular screenshot was just straight Photoshopped, which is super easy to do, or something, we just had to wait for Eric Balakunas and a few others to come out and say, nope, 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 nope. That is fake. That is fake. Uh, somebody pumped the price of XRP up like 7 or 8%, and then it immediately fell back down. Yeah, so it was actually, David, they, it wasn't just a screenshot. It was bogus paperwork. Like oh, so the screenshot's actually, legit. Yeah, the screenshot's legit. It was just like bo bogus pla uh, paperwork. And right, because it, like, it actually went through the Bloomberg terminal. Yeah, it did. Right. It oh, that so is official. a rug. That All is right, a so rug. somebody wow. was doing this clearly, like, just a prank, bro, probably to prop up XRP price. Right. The only Some, problem with that like is- Somebody like a 100X like, order on it, yeah. When you do that in TradFi, right, there, there's actual like cops on the beat that right. don't like this type of thing. So the Delaware Department of Justice is now looking into this and uh, it looks like they're probably going to be making some arrests. Oh, good. <laughs> good. I love that. Yeah, that's how they handle uh, fake news over right. in uh, TradFi world, uh, it seems like. So um, we got that going right, for us. Right, because it's but not I, the Wild West over there. It's, I it's want to ask the you a question. Sure. Yeah, I want mm -hmm. to ask you a question. So last yeah. week, just after we recorded, we had this little back and forth. And right. my take was, I only think there's going to be, this market cycle anyway, a Bitcoin ETF and an Ether ETF. And everything else is like many months away, probably years away, like three years away or so. Mm -hmm. And we won't actually, we won't actually get that in this market cycle. But I think you disagreed with me. You said you think there could be the potential for other ETFs. Uh, do you still stand by that claim, David Hoffman? Do you? Th <laughs> what, and what's the next ETF? <laughs> I think you and I both know that I am not an authority about this whatsoever. <laughs> That's what I told you. <laughs> not, but 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 the problem is neither am I. Sure. So I could. It was two people who don't know what they're talking about, like debating this. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blind leading the blind. Okay. But yeah. if Bitcoin and Ether can get spot ETFs, so can Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin. And yeah. we've noticed just like TradFi really just not being being able to differentiate between just like Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin and like the rest of the crypto assets that people care about. Like yeah. it would be meaningful if we saw like a Link ETF. I think Link would be a viable candidate. Honestly, maybe even XRP too, because they won their, uh, their case against the SEC. It, it, like, what, what question do you want to ask? Are we going to get Bitcoin well, Cash, I, Litecoin ETFs, or are we going to get like Link and Solana? How about ETFs? we do this? So, how about we do this, right? So, I was speculating, and I think mm -hmm. there's only two. You were speculating as well. You know what I did after because you uh, asked an expert. Yeah, I actually went and asked uh, an expert. I'm, I'm going to reveal some uh, DMs here because they're not private. J James uh, Safert. Uh, I asked him, is there any likelihood that we'll get another non-ETH Bitcoin e ETF in the next one to three years? He said, no, sir. Absent oh. new head of the SEC or literal act of Congress. I'd be surprised if we get assets other than oh. Bitcoin and ETH in an ETF. 
Uh, and then he said some more things there. So okay. James Seyfert says this is still a ways away. And uh, maybe like, maybe we should count our blessings. Maybe we're just lucky to have uh, two ETFs. Just two. And we only have like more certainty over the one. So right. Ethereum could still be a, 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 you know, a, a hump to get over right. for Gensler's approval on this one. Right. I'm sure he'll be uh, choking that one down. This is why this bull market is going to be, if like everyone's like, oh, it's a bull market, it's a bull market, including us, uh, including at least me. Uh, But man, if we have a bull market because we have this bought Bitcoin Ether ETFs and Bitcoin and Ether, therefore I have exposure to like all the capital flows from TradFi. Yeah. And right now everyone else is like speculating on like Avalanche and ThorChain and Solana. Like there's a disconnect here. Like these are different, these are different versions of reality. Yeah, it's definitely beyond the scope of this episode. You know, we'll have to give some (laughs) takes on this, I think. Um, The Wall Street Journal doubling down on crypto plus terrorism, but Congress is fact-checking. This was a story that broke. Remember Wall Street Journal? We've been talking about so many Mm roll-ups. Well, they just doubled down again, David. This is a brand new story coming out this week. Hamas needed a new way to get money from Iran. It turned to crypto. They're finding something else to point to crypto at. The, the pivot to digital currencies helped Hamas receive large sums of from Iran in the two years preceding the attacks on Israel. More uh, more baseless claims, it appears, from the Wall Street Journal. But here's the good news. Here's the silver lining this week. I want you to watch this clip. Uh, it was a, a, a member of Congress talking about this particular thing. And uh, notice what he says. Here's a tweet. In the aftermath of these attacks, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that reported that Hamas received a significant portion of its funding from digital assets. A subsequent letter sent by members of Congress stated that Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad has raised over 130 million in crypto, to which the blockchain analytics firm cited by the Wall Street Journal issued a correction, and I quote, there's no evidence to suggest that crypto fundraising has raised anything close to this amount, and the data provided by elliptic and others have been misinterpreted at the end of the day bad actors will continue to use any means possible to conduct david I, i'm going to continue this in a minute but did you notice congress is now quoting blockchain analytics data that's cool. all right that's a cool thing yeah this is congress learning how this entire system actually works and our, our industry is the one that revealed this. I mean, Nick Carter and, and mm-hmm. all the citizen journalists responsible for sleuthing out the actual truth here. And this is making it all the way to uh, the floors of Congress. This is Representative French Hill continuing. Any means possible to conduct their illicit activity, but phones and the internet aren't to be blamed by terror financing and crypto shouldn't oh, either. I- we must <laughs> examine these issues head on and separate fact from fiction and that's why we're here. Hey, that's nice, right? So that's what's going on in, in Congress. It's good to push back on this. And Tom Emmer uh, created a bipartisan letter with um, Richie Torres as well, Representative Richie Torres. So this is Republicans and Democrats together calling for an inquiry on all of these shenanigans and false allegations. So, I David, love that. Yeah. I love a junior Democrat questioning a senior Democrat, Liz Warren. Richie Torres yes. saying, hey, Liz, that's some BS, and I'm doing a letter of inquiry. That's that's I, I'm looking. I think in to particular this. for Richie Torres because I think uh, a lot of the established uh, mm-hmm. Democrats are kind of against this, and as you said, it yes. takes a lot to push back against uh, right. Elizabeth Warren in, mm-hmm. in the party right now. So yeah, um, yeah you clapping for all these members of Congress that are pushing back on this. Mm-hmm. Big time, big time. OKX is launching their zk layer two with the Polygon zk EVM. OKX is 
the sixth largest centralized exchange in crypto with 50 million users now all getting a layer two to call home. Did you know also, Ryan, that they also already have a token? OKX already has a token. Like in the same way in that Binance has a token. It is a $13 billion fully, dilu fully diluted market cap, $350 million market cap. So no small token, now getting a layer two. Yeah, OKX, is uh, that token is actually bigger than I thought. I mean, $13 mm -hmm. billion is, uh, is quite a lot. That's going to be used on, as the payment token on this layer two. Yes, so it's kind of token. a, it's got a utility use there too. And one interpretation of this, remember last week, David, there was rumors of Kraken uh, mm -hmm. looking to spin up their own layer two. This has not been mm -hmm. confirmed by Kraken, but of course, Coinbase already has one. Right. David, are all of the exchanges going to have a layer two? Is this how this is going to go down? Yeah, it's looking like it. It's, lo it's looking like table stakes for any centralized exchange to also have its own domiciled blockchain, which I think is great because that is just more surface area for more things to become coming on chain. But I will say, can we get an exchange to use a ZK Validium, basically a rollup, to not just like have externally to their ecosystem where they have their own chain, but actually be the chain? As in, Ooh. can you take the back end of the ledger, because all what are, what are banks, what are crypto banks? They're ledgers. Can yeah. you take the ledger, the state of the bank, and you put that on chain? That's that's the new cool thing that, would that, be very I, cool. that I would like. That would be oh, very, so very cool. Yeah, we're just we're just raising the bar even yes. more. Yes. Uh, they can never satisfy us, right? No. We're not we're not happy with a roll up. We're not happy. You can with always be reserves. more bankless. You can always be more bankless and more decentralized. Uh, yeah. That that might be the trajectory. We'll have to see. David, mm -hmm. what do we have coming up next? Coinbase is offering perks on the base chain if you disclose your identity, if you verify your Ethereum wallet to them, you get some free perks. Uh, maybe you're interested in that. If you give up your identity, maybe it's worth it for you. But on the flip side. There's a new privacy app to help you hide from Coinbase on the other side of things as well. Uh, and then also, I've got some corrections that I have to say about Near from our last week's weekly roll-up. So there's some Near things as well. We're going to get to all of these. Yeah, we messed up. Uh, yeah, it was me. I'll take the blame for that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to get to all of this and more. But first, a moment to talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible. MetaMask Portfolio is your one-stop shop to navigate the world of DeFi. And now bridging seamlessly across networks doesn't have to be so daunting anymore. With competitive rates and convenient routes, MetaMask Portfolio's bridge feature lets you easily move your tokens from chain to chain using popular layer one and layer two networks. And all you have to do is select the network you want to bridge from and where you want your tokens to go. From there, MetaMask vets and curates the different bridging platforms to find the most decentralized, accessible, and reliable bridges for you. To tap into the hottest opportunities in crypto, you need to be able to plug into a variety of networks, and nobody makes that easier than MetaMask Portfolio. Instead of searching endlessly through the world of bridge options, click the bridge button on your MetaMask extension or head over to metamask.io slash portfolio to get started. Arbitrum is the leading Ethereum scaling solution that is home to hundreds of decentralized applications. Arbitrum's technology allows you to interact with Ethereum at scale with low fees and faster transactions. Arbitrum has the leading DeFi ecosystem, strong infrastructure options, flourishing NFTs, and is quickly becoming the Web3 gaming hub. Explore the ecosystem at portal.arbitrum.io. Are you looking to permissionlessly launch your own Arbitrum Orbit chain? Arbitrum Orbit allows anyone to utilize Arbitrum's secure scaling technology to build your own orbit Orbit chain, giving you access to interoperable, customizable permissions with dedicated throughput. Whether you're a developer, an enterprise, or a user, Arbitrum Orbit lets you take your project to new heights. All of these technologies leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum. Experience Web3 development the way it was always meant to be. Secure, fast, cheap, and friction-free. Visit arbitrum.io and get your journey started in one of the largest Ethereum communities.
You know Uniswap, it's the world's largest decentralized exchange with over $1.4 trillion in trading volume. You know this because we talk about it endlessly on Bankless. It's Uniswap, but Uniswap is becoming so much more. Uniswap Labs just released the Uniswap Mobile Wallet for iOS, the newest, easiest way to trade tokens on the go. With a Uniswap wallet, you can easily create or import a new wallet, buy crypto on any available exchange with your debit card with extremely low fiat on-ramp fees, and you can seamlessly swap on Mainnet, Polygon, Arbitrum, and Optimism. On the Uniswap mobile wallet, you can store and display your beautiful NFTs, and you can also explore Web3 with the in-app search features, market leaderboards, and price charts, or use Wallet Connect to connect to any Web3 application. So you can now go directly to DeFi with the Uniswap mobile wallet. Safe, simple custody from the most trusted team in DeFi. Download the Uniswap wallet today on iOS. There's a link in the show notes. Coinbase is offering free transactions in exchange for on-chain verification. So I give up a little bit of information about myself and then yeah. I get free on-chain transactions on base. Is this what I'm reading? That's what they're saying. Yeah, free huh. base chain transactions if you verify your Ethereum wallet to Coinbase. So if you already have a Coinbase account, you already have uh, KYC done with Coinbase, you can just link your base chain wallet and say like, okay, that's that's my wallet. Uh, yeah. And then your wallet will have free transactions on base. There's some Ooh. other perks as well. Uh, you can get access to the base discord. I don't know what goes on in there, but I'm assuming they talk about base. Uh, and <laughs> you get some others. There's some other perks as well, right? So like, a lot of whatever ta it takes to have like anti-anti-sibilness as a property inside of apps. So like there's airdrops, airdrop, David, like social game stuff. What? I'm scrolling yeah. down. This is all built on the Ethereum attestation service, the open yeah. standard. Yeah, totally. We did an entire episode about this. This is incredibly bullish. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So using, using EAS to provide Coinbase's version of identity for base chain. You know, th this could be an entire thing that we do, like exploring what a sci-fi crypto exchange looks like. But mm -hmm. if you think about what an exchange actually is, well, it's um, it's identity. It's one part identity. It's one part user experience. It's yeah. one part wallet. And what does that look like in the future? It looks like this is the next step. Once all of the exchanges have their own layer twos, right? Well, what are they going to do? They're going to provide some sort of identity service on yeah. top of that layer two. Yeah, because really they, already, cool they already have the identity service and now they're just extending it into the layer two. Uh, I think we should proceed with caution with this because huh. uh, well. I don't think it's too far hard to just imagine that like there's an app that only is useful, only opens to you if you have done your verification with Coinbase. Oh, I could totally see that that coming as well. So we're going to have identity KYC crypto, and then we're going to have non-KYC crypto. And one project that's helping us with the non-KYC uh, identityless crypto is a project called Nocturne, and mm -hmm. we talked about them, I believe, a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a Bankless Ventures uh, investment. The cool, exciting thing this week is they just rolled out live on Mainnet. This is mm -hmm. a privacy vault UI that's accessible. If you go to app.nocturne.xyz, that's where uh, that's where this is located. What is this, David? Simply put, it is a wallet that is a sidecar to all of your other wallets. So every wallet that you have can have its own Nocturne wallet. It's basically mm. like a shadow version of your public wallet. Uh, so kind of in the same way that I have davidhoffman.eth, I can go take my wallet, and that, that, that davidhoffman.eth is registered to one of my wallets. I can go get a Nocturne wallet, and then I have a private account. And through some cool cryptographic mechanisms called stealth addresses and some uh, account extraction primitives, you get to have your private account. And then it lets you engage in DeFi 
And anytime you make a transaction, Nocturne uses a stealth address and then you do your transaction and then it throws away that stealth address and then you get another one. Uh, and so there's always this hidden wallet behind this mask of stealth addresses. And so it's, it's different than all the other privacy attempts at, at privacy that have come prior because it brings privacy to your wallet rather than, it doesn't actually actually, it's not asking uh, the consumer to do anything different in the, grand, in the fullness of time. Like ideally this is just becomes like embedded in your wallet. And I think this kind of project really uh, throws a question to the rest of the world, right? Is mm -hmm. kind of the nation states. Uh, do you want your citizens to have access to basically um, the HTTPS of, of crypto and value transfer? Or is that not allowed? And like right now in the Nocturne interface, if, if you go to it under the terms of service, I don't think they could get around this, David. There's a list of prohibited countries. Um, so the user shall not access the software or use it if the citizen, if if the user is a citizen of the United States of America. Oh, or, great. Yeah, that that's you I, and I. I'm not surprised in the slightest. Many bankless listeners, of course, the European Union, the UK. These are also listed as countries. Um, uh, Afghanistan, uh, Central African Republic, Crimea, uh, Cuba, Russia, on down. So a whole list wow. of countries that, according to the terms of service, are prohibiting from actually uh, using this if you're a citizen of those countries. So it just shows we have a tremendous amount of work to do on the nation state side, clarifying mm -hmm. our privacy rights with respect to crypto. And those have not been enshrined or clarified uh, in any degree, and they absolutely need to be if we are to preserve our digital property rights in the 21st century. There is no other way to do it. The juxtaposition between what Base is doing right now with Coinbase, like on-chain verification, and the constraints around what who Nocturne can provide their services to is like sobering, yeah, to say the least. It is. And Coinbase and Brent Armstrong have moved mountains for this industry. Uh, in uh, on in Capitol Hill, just in our political sphere, and so I applaud them for that. And also, I will call on them again if they're going to incentivize, if they're going to incent uh, doxing of wallets on base chain. I hope that they also help us make sure that we can have access to our privacy too. Do you see an update from Paul Growl this week? So he yeah, um, there, there's Coinbase versus. Uh, Coinbase representing plaintiffs from uh, Tornado Cash, at least mm -hmm. users of Tornado Cash. Um, Preston Van Loon is one of them. Mm -hmm. The problem is, David, that um, this is their second court case. They actually yep. lost the first court case, and this is an appeal case. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're trying to fight this in the court yeah, they system. Are. They are doing that. I think yeah. we need something stronger. I think we need some politicians with some backbone that are going right. to pass some laws and reel in the executive branch from enforcing this kind of thing. The question is, do we want to preserve a function like cash, which is peer-to-peer, and fully private, do we want to preserve that in the digital realm or not? Right. And some societies may choose not to, and that's uh, that's a shame. David, we got a record to correct this week. Uh, <laughs> we messed something up with respect to the near protocol, and they called us on it. What what did we mess up last week? Uh, yeah. So last week we said near is now becoming a layer two on Ethereum. That is not true. What is near doing? We did say this part, but we got it got muddled. Near is an independent layer one. It always will be. It is now also one of the new things. Actually, there's a handful of new things. It is also a data availability layer. So the Near mainnet, the near layer one with all of its apps and assets and all that stuff will continue to settle on near, and it will also become a data availability layer, just like Celestia, just like EigenDA for Ethereum rollups or rollups from any other chain. But honestly, what other chain is producing rollups these days? 
Um, and so that is the thing that they are working with Polygon, the Polygon Chain Development Kit. So you can build a layer two Validium using near data availability. So like near data availability is a module inside of the Polygon Chain Development Kit. And they are also working on bringing this module to the OP stack. That's the updated announcement. But there's actually also some other near things as well. Near is also introducing a fast finality layer built with Eigenlayer. What is a fast finality layer? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, this just processes transactions for Ethereum rollups and between Ethereum rollups in like three to four seconds compared to like whatever exit times, exit queues, you have to go down one rollup over to the other and back up to the other one. So it's, it's just secure, low latency cross rollup uh, communication. One of many steps of what it will take to recompose many Ethereum layer twos into one seamless Uber chain on top of, uh, did you read my article not too long the ago Uber about chain? the five, five big questions for Ethereum? Yeah, I read all like, your articles, David. I don't yeah. miss any. Thank you. Uh, and the, they, there's like different versions of the future. It's like, one super chain dominates all the other super chains. So this would yeah. be like the, the version of the future in which optimism super chain just like wins. Uh, then there is the one single layer two, which is like the eclipse model, which is just like not even a super chain, just one, one chain and it's gargantuan. Basically the Solana on top of Ethereum thesis. That's the eclipse thesis. And then there's the Uber chain thesis, which is like uh, a pluralist version of many, many super chains. And so when Nier is working with Eigenlayer to introduce fast finality between chains and therefore also super chains, this is a plus one to the multi-super chain thesis, which is as pluralist as it gets, which gets me going. The Uber chain thesis, huh? The Uber chain I, I kind of like that. Yeah. I think I'm probably team Uber chain thesis. I, I will say, Uber chain. even though we got- It's the, also the, the hardest one of, of the three, by the way. Yes. Uh, even though we got the details wrong, I feel like we got the spirit right, which is uh, near is cozying up a lot more to the Ethereum community with with mm -hmm. some of these uh, solutions and certainly to rollups. I don't know if uh, we can give us that much credit. No, I, I'm going I, to take it. I'm okay. taking that as a All W, right. David. The thing that I said that that um, was factually incorrect is that Ethereum assets cannot go to near. There yeah. are they are se uh, separate settlement layers. Yeah. While we're talking about layer twos, David, uh, you threw this my way. It's something called Lattice. Today, mm -hmm. we're announcing Redstone, a super cost-effective layer two for on-chain games, worlds, and other ambitious applications built on the OP stack. You said you were really excited about this. Why are you so excited? This represents a frontier of crypto that is probably one of the most ambitious frontiers of crypto that I think is possible. Hmm. Uh, this is... I think when we all get into crypto and we all have our like minds blown about the future that this could bring, like, oh, this, everything is going to be super sci-fi and we're going to be able to do everything, blah, 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 blah. Like, remember when you were like way too overly optimistic about what crypto could do? This is that. Uh, Lattice Redstone, it is a, it's a roll-up construction that is designed, like purpose-built to build on-chain worlds, fully on-chain games, universes, things with so much internal state that they need to create the theoretical maximum amount of scale using a roll-up construction, which is why we are returning to the world of Plasma. I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but Plasma has been back in, in, the, in yeah, the conversation. Yeah, Metallic wrote a post. I saw yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so Redstone is the first Plasma implement implementation for the OP stack. So it's a module for the OP stack. The OP stack is becoming more useful. And it's just meant to optimize to be super cost-effective for on-chain games and worlds and highly ambitious applications. Remember OP Craft? No, it this was an o it was an OP stack chain that ran Minecraft oh, as yes. its virtual machine. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So this is the same Scaling people. That kind of this thing is up? this is the spiritual descendant of OP craft. Uh, so you know more research and development, more growth with the team. Uh, so now we have 
uh, Redstone, which is this like it's a it's a it's like a kind of that's an really engine. Cool. It's an do engine you know, for on-chain games. I think I w- I would like to do an episode on this. On, I've on been trying to do an episode worlds. on yeah. on-chain worlds for a very long time. It's like this weird axis of crypto between the zero x park guys, the op stack people, the lattice people. It's this weird axis, and I don't know how to tap into them because they're all kind of like Vitalik, and they kind of don't give a fuck, and they just want to build. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those are the best episodes then. Uh, yeah, if yeah. anyone's hearing, plugged into this ecosystem. I mean, I, I'm, I'm connected a, a with them. I'll just episode. go DM them. <laughs> okay. That's the I'm truth. With you just haven't asked. Yeah, I just haven't asked yet. Uh, David, there was a big hack this week. 125 million from Poloniex, which is uh, His Majesty Justin's son, uh, his exchange. Car- uh, don't don't say any bad words, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, I don't I'll hope this doesn't uh, cause another cease and desist, but um, this is purely factual. Sec- We're just a, talking a about the news. Further cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> From the one we already million. got. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing right now, but I guess this is, this is a lot of money for people yeah. who still had their funds on uh, Poloniex. Uh, I don't know why you would, why, but why, um, I don't know why you would. Uh, three assets affected, fifty-six million dollars worth of ETH, uh, some some Tron, and some Bitcoin. So there you go. Do you know anything more about this? Yeah, Justin Sun says the Poloniex team has successfully identified and frozen a portion of the assets associated with the hackers' addresses. At present, the lar- the losses are within manageable limits. I hope that means that he will just pay. He should. Uh, he should. He should. <laughs> and he should, you know, donate some other stuff to public goods. Yeah, I think Did you so. know Justin Sun has like ten times as much ETH than Vitalik? I think it's like more I than didn't ten know times. That. That's it's, a, it's a, a sad stupid fact. Number. It's a very sad fact. That's a fat sad fact of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, David. Last thing, we got a raise going on. Bitcoin-focused Ordinals Project Taproot. The Wizards. These things. Can you believe people are paying for these uh, <laughs> NFTs here? That's yeah, actually not the stupidest NFTs I've seen. Magic yeah. Internet JPEGs. And this Ordinals Project just raised $7.5 million seed round. That's a pretty hefty That's seed a round. pretty hefty seed round. Yeah, Booty. well, I mean, Bitcoiners don't have too much, like, seed investment opportunities. So when so it all went along. into this. <laughs> and, it, and it's Udi Wertheimer and Eric Wall. So, okay. you know, previous podcast guests, immense respect for Eric. Udi is a great troll. We love him too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, so not like Udi. I'm, I'm glad Udi has something to do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> David wanted to include this in the agenda just to say that. Uh, meme of the week. David, what on earth are we looking at? This looks like it's from a Simpsons episode. Let's go banana is the caption. Uh, is there a clip to play that accompanies this, that explains this? Yeah, for this? sure. Okay, so this is Cyrus Unessi, one of many Ethereum people that are frustrated by the lack of performance in ETH. Uh, and so there's there's this bit out of The Simpsons and they're all on a bus and the bus is rolling and all the kids on The Simpsons are like racing their fruits. Uh, <laughs> the video is very, very important. So let's go ahead and watch that. Go Apple! Go Orange! You, you can guess the banana, of course, between an apple there. and an orange and a banana, which one rolls the best and which okay. one makes the race. They're, they're racing fruit down the bus. I'm getting because the, imagery. the bus is I'm moving. Getting the yeah. Go banana. <laughs> oh, but you forgot the, the punchline. So the apple oh, and the orange yeah. is Bitcoin and soul and the banana is ether. <laughs> yes. All the Just, people watching the YouTube chuckled. Probably the podcast is confused because we have to explain memes to them. You know uh, what? I, I wonder how many times we can get people to, or how often we actually do get people to laugh at explaining memes. We uh, pr- probably never. Probably this is just like this entire uh, episode and format is just for you and I. That's why yeah, we do these. That's, um, that's fine. But um, David, we do have something for the podcast listeners, and that mm-hmm. is a moment of Zen, which is a fantastic song from our friend uh, Coco the Corn Cob. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some sage advice here on how to not get wrecked 
during the upcoming bull market. So stay tuned for that. We will end with risks in just a minute, but first some disclosures. Bankless Ventures, as I mentioned, we are an investor in Nocturne. We are long-term investors. We're not journalists. We don't do paid content. There's always a link to all of our disclosures, bankless.com slash disclosures. Crypto is risky. You never knew if you got an apple or if you got a banana on your hands. Uh, you could lose what you put in, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the Bankless Journey. Thanks a lot. Crypto has a million ways for you to get wrecked. I hope that you are careful and you give it respect. And no, I never wish that anyone be attacked. I'm always so amused at the ridiculous hacks. Never take for granted that someone is who they seem. Just do a search for Rosalcon and see what I mean. If you stole a billion dollars, then you might be discreet. Or you might be the crocodile of Wall Street. Then you get the demagogues who really love to stump and convince you that their token's not a speculative pump. With fancy algorithms and 10,000 APRs. Forget the fucking moon, this time we're reaching for the stars. Cause crypto has a million ways for you to get wrecked. I hope that you are careful and you give it respect. Cause any kind of asset nine way you can divine exploiter ingenuity will beat you every time Abraham Eisenberg deserves a special verse In a contest for creativeness he'll always come first He pumped the price of mango which had low liquidity And then borrowed against it and wrecked the LPs But that's not all he did cause he's a clever SOB He went on down to Ave and he borrowed CRV He shorted the hell out of it and caused the price to fall A sneak attack on Ave and this is possible Because code is a law, yes code is a law This concept is the crux of it all Will it prevent corruption? Or is it a fatal flaw? Will it allow the robots to obliterate us all? Yes, code is a law. Yes, code is a law. Cause people are the reason that societies fall. Did Avi make us tougher by uncovering some flaws? Or should he end up pounding rocks behind a prison wall? Hack in 22 was not a lot of fun He watched the tokens and he sent a piece of Kim Jong-un We figured it was Lazarus behind the attack But then the hacker grew a conscience and sent it all back The Casio exploiter was different to be sure He gave your money back if you convinced him you were poor Social engineering, now a multi-six cracked Or maybe just a bug in a smart contract But when the code is written, if it's immutable It means there's no such thing as spirit of the law If someone steals your shit, maybe it's it's morally wrong, but we all knew the risk. We've been warned all along that code is a law. Yes, code is a law. This concept is the crux of it all. Will it prevent corruption or is it a fatal flaw? Will it allow the robots to obliterate us all? Yes, code is a law. Yes, code is a law. Cause people are the reason that societies fall. Want to make the kids be evil and exist anywhere at all. This is what we get when code is a law. Someone sends you a message and he says you're really smart And will you join a panel and he'll pay you for your part? 10,000 Twitter handles follow this guy But knowing that you recognize, hmm, I wonder why So you read the white paper but you really don't get how it can go for 20 pages But without explaining shit The Discord's full of people just saying GM Somebody Zach XPT this guy and blow up his scam There are too many stories to recount them to you all Crypto's like walking by some grizzly bears with honey on your balls It's why all the returns are astronomically huge We're working out the kinks so that it's safe for normies to use Crypto has a million ways for you to get wrecked I hope that you are careful and you give it respect Cause if you spend a week here without getting wrecked You deserve a gold star placed around you